It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena, Darren Millard and Darren Elliott getting set for Game 6 of this first round West Division Series. It is a series in which the Golden Knights lead 3-2 and will have a second opportunity to close it out. Uh, a couple of things to go over over the course of this next hour. One, an update on Max Pacioretty, and there is an update uh, regarding the uh, leading goal scorer from the regular season. There's some intrigue around the goaltending and the assignment for Game 6 tonight, and also the mystique of Minnesota trying to win all three games in this first-round series against the Wild, uh, which would be significant uh, considering the narrative coming into the series. But uh, you've been in a, a bunch of series over the course of uh, your hockey career, both uh, playing and watching and analyzing Darren Elliott. Game six on the road, trying to close it out. What are you feeling? It doesn't matter what I'm feeling. I, not ideal. Mm -hmm. You had a chance to close it out at home. That's what you wanted. You played well enough to do so. Didn't happen. Um, but this is a confident team because they've played essentially their their style of play through five games. Uh, they got shot out in lost in overtime in the first game. This is they're they're a dominant team five on five. They're a, a team that's very aware of what makes them successful. Uh, I expect them to come out and play a fine hockey game. Doesn't mean you're going to win. But I expect them to be there uh, with a chance to win tonight, certainly. Get to a couple of lineup questions. And one answer uh, from this morning's media availability uh, stands out from all the others. And it is a question about Max Pacioretty. And we are used to, by now, the term game time decision. Today, it varied. And it varied in a significant fashion uh, that Max Pacioretty is skating. Uh, there is no sight of him skating in Minnesota. Doesn't sound like he's going to play tonight, but just Max Pacioretty skating is uh, a movement from the previous uh, theme that we'd heard. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a different response. Doesn't mean that anything has necessarily changed because mm -hmm. he could have been skating for a long time. Day-to-day -day still means you could have been skating and preparing. Um, but, yeah, you hope that that... Uh, that situation sorts itself out sooner rather than later. Do you expect him to play? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think well, typically the team hasn't been coy about that kind of stuff. They haven't been forthcoming, mm -hmm. um, but there's no sense to, to play games, I wouldn't think. The other side of it, too, is Alex Tuck has really found a home with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Uh, more than at any point during the season when Stone's been out or Stevenson's been out or Pacioretty's been out, where whoever was left over on that top line had trouble getting it going. That hasn't been the case recently since uh, Tuck was added to that top line in this series. Confidence. He's just taking that next step. We've seen it from the, from the bubble through the season into the, this first round. Um, he can play up and down your lineup, but not very far down anymore. Is he arguably the most dangerous player that the Golden Knights have up front right now? I, I think so because of his combination of size, yeah. speed, strength, uh, and, and he can shoot it. Um, and his willingness to get to the top of the crease, uh, he, he's, it seems more natural to him now. Um, it's not just outside um, lane drives anymore. There's there's inside as well, and inside without the puck getting to the spot where you score goals. 
Uh, you being a former goaltender have uh, been conditioned to watch that side of it uh, mm -hmm. more than, uh, than any other. Uh, today, Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury both left the morning skate at the same time. Uh, the default in these situations uh, when you watch morning skate is the goaltender that leaves first is usually the starter. It's not always the case. In fact, uh, there's been numerous instances where people have been burned by going <laughs> with that uh, that logic and uh, and uh, just assuming right. that the goaltender uh, who left first would be the starter. But the idea that Mark Andre and Robin Leonard leave at the same time tonight has created uh, a very uh, active social media sphere. Uh, regarding the name of the starting goaltender tonight and the intrigue, uh, do you think it changes? Uh, no, this has been Marc Andre Fleury's year. It's been his series. Um, I, I would expect it to be his game. Um, how, why they would have a little bit of subterfuge to the uh, mm -hmm. equation this morning? There's two things. That means there was nobody wanted to stay on the ice because now you have no goalies. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's usually the guy who's not playing. That's your job. I had that job many, many times <laughs> in my career. You're sitting on the bench, but you got to stay there till one o'clock until the last guy wants to go off the ice. That's part of the game. Well, it's the, also the advantage of uh, you have three goaltenders during COVID, right? Uh, and so there's always that extra, extra goaltender out there, right. so the backup doesn't have to take all, all the extra the shot, shots. But you usually want to. Mm -hmm. um, the, the second thing with it, th this could be the two guys. Like, let's face it, just having some fun with it, with their personalities. Right. Um, I doubt that they were directed to do so. Personally. You ever play with somebody that liked to, to screw around with the, the minds of the media, whether uh, it's a forward defenseman, just a, just a teammate in general? Oh, you mean a teammate that liked to, to play games? Yeah. Um, There's been a few guys over the years. Yeah, I would think uh, when I was in L.A. Um, in, in the mid-'80s, now, granted, we're talking about just short of tablet how, how long ago it was, right? Chiseling a tablet. Oh, no, we're, we're the, the original <laughs> tablet, not the tablet now that we have. No, we're talking rock and chisel. Yeah, um, Ten Commandment tablet. Right. So we had, uh, like, one beat writer in L.A. Like, that was it. So the, the, when you say who, who liked to mess around with the media, there wasn't much media to mess around with. Uh, Bernie Nichols was pretty good at it, mm. tongue-in-cheek stuff. Um, but I remember Marcel Dion struggling with the media I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to talk to you. He was so, he craved so much for the Kings to be good and, and throughout his career. He tried everything. And um, again, it, you know, it depended on where he was in, in the season. But again, there wasn't a lot of media coverage. You ever go to Marcel's restaurant, uh, Niagara Falls? Uh, I have not. No. Went to his house years ago. Went to his, hmm. you know, played golf with him uh, in Palm Springs, but not his restaurant. Well, hmm. He used to have uh, dry cleaning places too. Oh, is that right? That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcel Dion, one of the great names uh, in our game, uh, both with the Detroit Red Wings and then uh, with the Los Angeles Kings, a Hockey Hall of Famer. We have uh, the Golden Knights trying to close out the Minnesota Wild tonight. Uh, the Wild stave off elimination, not in a fashion that is traditional, uh, more of a rope-a-dope game. And uh, here's Pete DeBoer just talking about that second period uh, the other night and uh, how you play that game and what the result would be if you did it over, I don't know, 10 times. Here's Pete DeBoer with audio cut number one. Yeah, we're a confident group. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they've got a great home record. They're really good in this building. I think we we uh, we we popped that uh, uh, bubble, so to speak, uh, last time in here. But, you know, wh whether this game 
uh, is in Minnesota or at T-Mobile. Um, you know, I, I think at this point in the series and this point in the playoffs, it, it doesn't make a huge difference. I think you've got to show up and and make sure you're dialed in for 60 minutes. And uh, it's going to take uh, all that in, in order to, to find a way to close the team out. Vegas School tonight's uh, an opportunity to join the Colorado Avalanche in the second round and set up that much-anticipated series uh, mentioned last night on the VGK Insider Show. Like, no offense to the Minnesota Wild, yeah. and it's not meant to be uh, any judgment on their popularity, <laughs> but the hockey world is really rooting for the Golden Knights to win this series, to see a best of seven between Colorado and, and Vegas to see what that looks like uh, because we've been seemingly talking about it since the divisions were realigned. And we got to see it throughout the season. Mm -hmm. That that was some compelling, gripping hockey in the regular season between the two clubs. Um, so the rest of the hockey were craving to see a, a series, absolutely. Um, work to be done yet uh, by, the, by the Golden Knights uh, and the Minnesota Wild, but, boy, that's a, a popular take. Let's see that series, the second, second round in – in the division the players ha are focused on the result tonight yeah. the outside world will say the result tonight is important for the colorado series because you don't go to a seventh game uh is is that a factor well i mean these guys have been grinding since the bubble uh, in terms of the schedule um so, so but Colorado sweeps. Yeah, so they get a little extra rest. And we always, if you have the rest, you talk about it. Yeah, that was really important. If you don't get the rest, you say, well, we're just rolling on because we're not going to be rusty. Well, you're good at this. Right? <laughs> you know? It, it, it's like, it's like okay. Yeah. And I personally, I think the rest matters. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you don't want to go seven. You didn't want to go six, as we said in the, you know, off the top of the show. But you did. And how you re react to your situation and your opponent in the next game is really what it's all about. Um, to me, uh, that, that Colorado series will hinge on, yes, a little bit of rest, but more you have to have Max, Max Pacioretty available. You have to have your, your leading scorer available and healthy to contribute, or it's going to be tough anyway. So game six tonight. Uh, let's go to cut four uh, on Pete DeBoer moving ahead and focusing on the task at hand yeah i mean it's a really confident team i think uh, we've gone down in games in the playoffs and nothing really seems to face us we we always crawl back crawl our way back in the game uh, i mean last last game didn't go our way in the end but uh, we're right there uh, and and we've faced that uh, multiple times in the playoffs and uh, really a veteran team everyone I think everyone in the room almost has been uh, deep in the playoffs, so uh, really confident about the game tonight. Uh, we've, I think most of the guys have been in this situation, so we really got to bring it, like I said, and uh, yeah, give ourselves a chance here tonight. Uh, that was Matthias Janmark uh, talking about it. I thought it was Petra de Boer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Petra, <laughs> Petra. Uh, uh, but by the, by the way, I do have the proper cut list uh, now, uh, so just uh, just so we're, uh, we're aware uh, and connecting back at the, the station. Uh, game number six, uh, who do you think feels better about themselves? Is it Minnesota because they were able to stave off elimination, or is it the... Uh, Golden Knights, who have that 3-2 series lead and played a really strong game. Well, you always feel good when you stare elimination 
right in the face mm-hmm. and have some success, right? That's, that's confidence building on Minnesota's side. And as we said, I've been saying throughout the course of this season, very veteran, self-aware team. There's no loss of confidence uh, on the part of the Golden Knights. They went through this last year. It was uh, the Thatcher-Demko experience, right? 3-1, yeah. three, three, uh-oh, it went to 7, and they, they, they did what they had to do. So I, I don't think there's, uh, there, there's any advantage on, on either in terms of going into this game, how each team views themselves. They're both feeling good about their game. Uh, what do you like about the Golden Knights game right now? They have the puck an awful lot, and they get the puck to the net an awful lot. And that's you have to give you know, the goaltender, Cam Talbot, a, a lot of props. So that wasn't an easy game that he just got through. Facing elimination, uh, yeah, 40 shots, 38 saves, I think was, was the – it didn't matter. It was the quality of the chances. I mean, mm. to come through a second period like that, that, that he did, you feel good about your game. You know what I mean? But on the other side, it's like, yeah, we could have scored three times easily if you're the Golden Knights, and that's that's what you're taking into this game. We do the same thing. Chances are, I think Pete uh, DeBoer uh, actually said, you do that, you win 9 out of 10. Well, there you go. You've already had your one loss. So <laughs> you do that again, you should get the, <laughs> you should get the win. <laughs> uh, I like that, uh, that logic. Uh, we are going to continue uh, after a break, uh, but want to tell you, uh, join the Golden Knights fans around the world with VGK Worldwide, the official global fan club of the Vegas Golden Knights. Become a premium member by visiting vgkworldwide.com and purchasing your kits today. Uh, Premium members receive access to exclusive merchandise, exciting contests, and specialized content. So don't miss this opportunity to be part of Painting the Globe Gold. Uh, We have uh, some other conversation to get to regarding the Silver Knights and their pursuit of a trophy, which uh, heads down the stretch tonight with the final of the Pacific Division. We'll tell you all about that, plus uh, a watch party over at Red Rock and uh, other happenings around the National Hockey League and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wayne Gretzky is back in the news. Uh, This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knight fans, VGK Authentics is the official home for all game-used Vegas Golden Knights merchandise. From game-used pucks to game-worn jerseys and much more, owning a piece of your favorite Golden Knights player has never been so easy. Check out all the great items on VGK Authentics by visiting VegasTeamStore.com. Darren Millard along with Darren Elliott back in Studio 31 inside City National Arena. Game 6 of the Golden Knights series against the Minnesota Wild coming up tonight. Uh, Do you have any game-use stuff from from your career? I do, but it's in storage and it's been in storage for a long, long Mm -hmm. time. But What do you have? I've got uh, jerseys. Uh, I've got the... Good uh, Rochester Americans. I love those jerseys. Wow. Got uh, Is this all your own stuff yeah, or is yeah, it my, other people's? Just, yeah. just, my, just my own stuff. Red Wings, uh, when I played, was in their organization. Got their, and Kings jersey. I've got a Kings practice jersey that's priceless because it weighs about 42 pounds. I don't know what it's made out of. <laughs> Purple with a little crown in the middle. Yeah. That was our practice jersey. But yeah, some stuff. What do you do with it? Why is it in storage? Like, what, what, do you, like, what am I going to do with it? Throw it on the wall. Use it as, as your Zoom backdrop. <laughs> That's what I did with all my crap. There you go. Okay, I could do that. But, but, I was but mine, mine mine's, cr- mine's crap, right? <laughs> like yours, yours is great. Yours is authentic. It's authentic. Does it have the? No, we didn't. Mine is kind of, just meaningful to got, me. Yeah. Well, well, that's really this stuff's just meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Not meaningful to anybody else. Uh, I I've like. Got, the, I've got an old uh, New Haven Nighthawks, but the first pro, my f- first pro jersey. Yeah. New Haven Nighthawks. It's about 
tiny from a goalie jersey. Yeah. I don't think I could put it on my over my uh, forward gear now that I skate out. I have Chris Osgood's uh, junior sweater. Wow. And I'll bring it to Friday Night Hockey and, and show it to you. Because I talked to him yesterday, actually. Oh, you did? He's, uh, he might come out here for the... Uh, the brick, uh, the tenue, kings of uh, kings of Vegas. Oh, tournament. he's one of the one of my favorite yeah. uh, favorite Absolutely. guys in the game uh, because his give a crap meter is zero, <laughs> and, and uh, those those are the people that uh, that you love uh, having yeah. on as as a guest, oh. and uh, and he can he's getting uh, to the point where he can he can weave a story too yes. with it, uh, but uh, but I'll bring it to Friday Night Hockey because it's the same thing. It's so small that right. you wonder how in the world did he ever wear that thing. BGK uh, Authentics, we got uh, more modern stuff. <laughs> way more modern. Way, way more modern. Well, and, and by the end of his career, uh, Ozzy was like everybody else. He was wearing a tent, <laughs> <laughs> trying to block as much, take up as much space as he could. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury in the gold. Robin Leonard uh, wearing uh, the panda outfit. Uh, will they switch it up uh, tonight? Uh, the both goaltenders left at the same time tonight. Uh, the traditional thinking is. Mark Andre Fleury's played pretty darn good uh, through the first five games. Uh, it'd be hard pressed to see a change. But when you listen to Pete DeBoer coming into the series and all the talk about we have an advantage and we're going to use that advantage of playing both goaltenders, you can't say no. It's it's like there's no chance. Right, right. It's not impossibility, um, and you don't usually have. I mean, this is more. Again, going way back machine, you know, Andy Moe, Grant Fuhr. Right. I, I, you don't usually have two quality goaltenders of that magnitude on the same roster. Um, do they, did they see like, – is there any kind of slippage? Is there any kind of uh, – because of the schedule, is it getting tired? Yeah. Th- that's, that's where Pete DeBoer gets paid the big bucks to make those kinds of – that's a hard decision. Um, my, like I said, to me, it's Marc-Andre Fleury's season, but that's just me. Now, the Florida Panthers have gone three deep with their goaltending. Well, that's part of it was out of necessity because Obrovsky wasn't very good. Well, he was allergic to the puck. <laughs> that's not very good. No. When you're, when you're a goalie. goalie. Dreger uh, had, had a great season, then had a, uh, one of those moments that it happened in the playoffs. So they went to uh, Spencer Knight, and why not? Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost, right? I mean, he had 4-0 in the regular season. He's their guy. Well, I say that he, he, they picked him. They picked him to be the guy. He's only 20 years old, and then they signed Bobrovsky in the same summer uh, to that outrageous contract. So they've got some issues of their own, but he looked real good. Uh, Golden Knights have uh, won both games at XL Energy Center at the X. Yep. The road team has, in fact, won four of the five in this series. Uh, let's check back in with Pete DeBoer, and this is cut three uh, for uh, those uh, listening at the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and Jared. Uh, cut three on the road team's success in the 2021 playoffs. It's a, it's a great question. I think uh, I, I think the, the lack of, of full-capacity buildings in that environment uh, for sure – uh, makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, although I would preface that and say our ranked T-Mobile with 12,000 the other night, you know, is still in a pretty intimidating place, but, um, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. I I think, uh, um, you know, you just gotta get ready and, and, and be prepared to do whatever it takes when the puck drops, wherever you are. 
do you have an explanation why the road team has had so much success in this series? And I, just to, before you ask the question, or before you answer the question, uh, Vegas had five regulation losses at home this year. Minnesota, five regulation losses at home. So these are two good home teams exactly. who have both dropped games on home ice. I, I would say you know, w what Coach DeBoer was talking about, there's something to that, a um, little more sterile. But then as you add fans, that doesn't just get the home team pumped up. It gets the visitors pumped up because you haven't played in front of fans regardless. So, so the energy level, the awareness, the, that sense of, oh, man, this is, you know, that, that feeling you have as a we're going into competition, it isn't just a home ice advantage. It's an advantage as an athlete. There's some juice in the building no matter where it is. So not intimidating, more energetic, it, it, energizing. En it energizes both teams. That would be my very unsubstantiated take on it. <laughs> uh, Chandler Stevenson has had moments during this series uh, where he's had his feet going. Mark Stone is setting uh, yep. Alex Tuck and Chandler Stevenson up uh, like uh, we've never seen before, just sitting back in the pocket. And just yep. Looking around, okay, where am I going to deliver this puck? But the misfit line, the misfit line, are they ready to break out? They've, they've, they've controlled the puck like mad. Mm -hmm. And that's one area where I look tonight. If the Golden Knights are able to close this out, is this their defining moment in the set? They've been around, mm -hmm. right, together as a, as a unit, and you would hope that they would be able to, to, to break through. And, you know, Marshall has a goal, and they've had some moments, like you said, they had to puck an awful lot. Can they score the meaningful goal? And the meaningful goal might be the first goal. I mean, if you're, if you're the Golden Knights, you want to score early. You want to have Minnesota chase a little bit. Uh, instead of what, you know, you scored and then had to chase. Mm. Um, and so it's not just about the first goal. It's the first goal, and can you continue to impose your game uh, to get the result tonight? Can that come through that line? I think it can. That's a, that's a great thing to watch because yeah. the first shift after a goal has been influential in yes. this set. In game number two, Marcia so scores yes. 18 seconds later. In game three, the Minnesota Wild score 19 seconds later. It's taken off the board by a challenge, right? but they were right there. And in game five, the Minnesota Wild answer back less than a minute later. Right. It's been a huge swing right after uh, early goals. Yeah, it's not just – and we always talk, I mean, we, it's the shorthand, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, score first, make them chase the game. Well – if they chase it in the first couple of minutes, they're back at it. Well, that gives them some momentum, whoever them is doing the chasing in the moment. Can you score and can you continue to establish your game and play at your game and make the other team kind of react to, to, to your game? Not the scoreboard, your game. What, the first goal idea? I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I go to it. It's one of my go-tos sure. uh, right. during the course of the season. But where there's like more to it than that. But in, in this series, Darren... The one and four, right? The team that scores first is, is sorry, two, two and three because uh, Minnesota scored first in game number one, the only goal, right? Uh, but the games in which it wasn't an overtime goal with the first goal of the game, uh, it, it's a soft. It, well, it's not like I, I said. It, there's more to even in our regular vernacular and shorthand of make them chase, score the first goal. Really, it's score the first goal, establish your game mm -hmm. for the longer stretches of time. Um, because the Golden Knights did that when they were on the wrong side of the scoreboard, and if you can, that's the problem. If a goalie gets hot, you stay on the wrong side of the scoreboard. So it's get out in front, get the lead, and extend your 
game, establishing your game, playing your game. Um, that and neither team has really been able to do that. It's been what's made the, the series intriguing. Uh, got a power play goal and got a goal from a defenseman the other night, and Alec Martinez. Yeah. Uh, Shea Theodore uh, doesn't have anything to show for the first five games. Is he one of those players that you go, ah, just a matter of time and he'll break through? Or do you think he's still trying to find his footing in this series? And I'm I'm more to the latter, where I'm, I'm looking, there's the, the consistency shift to shift, uh, playing ton. Defending okay, but that the offensive part of his game just seems a little bit off. It's been off. Even though he had all those points this year, um, if you talk about walking the line, getting shots through, he had a lot of shots blocked this year. Yeah. Um, so so something has to change. So he's going to have to review it in the offseason and take a look at it. I'm sure he's doing it already. Um, so I would say it's more of a concern because he doesn't look as free – when you have that many shots blocked, you, you don't have the confidence to just sling it because it could be going the other way in a hurry. And, and that seems to have been um, something that the last part of the season, I remember, maybe it happened more, but I remember the last month of the season, it's like, okay, you had 12 shot attempts. Oh, six were blocked. Mm -hmm. Three got through and three missed. That's not good. That, that, like he's, he's more elite than that. He's got to find a way to either give the puck up or recognize that these shooting lanes are closing down on him and do something else with the puck or do something else to change your angle to get the shot through. And even in the bubble where it was so compacted, he was still able to produce points. Yeah. And and, and this year it's a different story. I, I think so. Like he got a lot of assists and yeah. he played really well, really quiet, fine season uh, in terms of point production. But goals, it, it, it seems like something's changed. There guys have get out on him and, and play him a lot tighter. And that's where you go the half full uh route because if they don't have anything from Shea Theodore and they haven't had Max Pacioretty right. in the lineup and you're still up 3-2 and you're still in a position to close it out, you have to feel good about yourself. Uh, the best way to show your spirit, Golden Knight fans, no matter where you are in Nevada, is with the Vegas Golden Knights license plate. A VGK plate is a great way to night up your vehicle and show everyone on the road what team you root for. Go to dmvnv.com slash plates. I give that one to you just a, just a little slower so you can write that one down. DMV, that one's easy, nv.com slash plates to show your pride. Uh, we'll talk about the Henderson Silver Knights big game coming up tonight over at T-Mobile, plus uh, other action in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Wayne Gretzky on the move. He's got a new gig. Great one on Nighttime at Noon, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. City National Arena in Studio 31, this is uh, Nighttime at Noon. Uh, Darren Millard, Darren Elliott, Dakota. <laughs> does your mic work? It does, Okay, yeah. just wanted to make sure because uh, the other day we were, we were chatting away and uh, nobody would talk to us. <laughs> we, we, we Garrett in here, um, we... Gary was in here. They were afraid. Garrett, of him. Garrett? no, Garrett was in oh, here. Garrett, not not Gary. You think Wallace. you think we would have trouble getting Gary to talk? No, I I, I was just saying that maybe people wouldn't call in with questions because mm. they were intimidated. Uh, Dakota, do we have any questions? Uh, do we have uh, some some comments coming uh, our way? I know Rita has uh, has. Yeah, we got in. a couple. All right, what do we have? First one. What is the the best part about playing hockey in uh, Las Vegas? Best part about playing hockey in Las Vegas for the professional hockey players i think for everybody it's it's how it's been so symbiotic that between the team loves the, the, the fans and the fans love the team I, i've never seen 
anywhere in all my travels where it's reciprocated the way it is here. That's a good point. And your all your travels, Atlanta, Anaheim, like you've oh, been, uh, and, and LA, I, don't, I don't mean that as a, as Detroit, a shot, but you've been through the non-traditional. You've been through the traditional. Been through the American Hockey yeah. League. Been through the NHL, uh, youth hockey. The, the love affair between the Golden Knights fans and the Golden Knights players is special and unique and one of a kind. I just realized that uh, I must be a sarcastic son of a gun when I have to preface it by saying I'm not being mean. <laughs> I'm not taking Don't, a shot at you. And, and I can take it if it is a shot. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> uh, what else we have, uh, Dakota? What do you guys think about the travel team having to be able to prepare uh, for uh, for winning the series and having to go straight to Colorado mm. or uh, having always to go back to Minnesota? I, I, the the potential of this team winning on the road, I think, uh, is an interesting one, and it's not, I don't I don't buy into the pressure and that they squeeze their sticks tighter at, at T-Mobile Arena, uh, no. but I do I do buy into it being just a little tighter focus uh, on the road. Yeah, yeah, a little bit for sure. I mean, look it, they had fourteen shots, Minnesota, the whole game. One was an empty net shot mm. on goal. I, that's not a sustainable model. So if you're, they won, you find a way. But I, again, I don't know that there was any tightness on the part of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and the focus on the road, yeah, it could be a little bit more. But again, it's playoff hockey. I don't know. There's not many guys, you know, splitting their focus at this point in time. Uh, the fan base is is tense. Well, for, I, that's I, I no, like that. Now, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> that part is normal and understandable because, again, that's one of the things that, about hockey, in particular sports in general, it's not a guaranteed outcome. No matter how many things we're talking about, the game still has to be played, and the goaltender can make a difference like he did last game, like that Thatcher Demko did for the Canucks in the bubble. Uh, send us your comments, your, your questions. Uh, do we have? Uh, well, well, let's get back to uh, Dakota in just uh, just a second because there, I've been promising this news uh, from the National Hockey League, and that it's uh, Wayne Gretzky has uh, signed on with uh, with Turner and TNT yep. to be part of the studio show when the National Hockey League rights uh, trans transfer over to Turner and ESPN in the fall. Uh, Wayne Gretzky on a panel. We've We've all wanted to hear more from Wayne yep. over the years. Uh, he's gonna be—he's gonna have to be a little bit more outgoing than 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 Wayne normally is. Uh, but to get a chance every week to listen to Wayne Gretzky is going to be thrilling. It is. It'll, it, I'm, I'm uh, happy for the NHL. I'm happy for Turner Sports. I, I worked for them uh, years ago. Uh, outstanding company, uh, media company. They've—they've they've stayed true to what they believe and know for a long, long time. Um, and what they know is how to put on entertainment for sports desks. Mm-hmm. And Charles Barkley uh, was, was a big advocate to making sure that Gretzky became part of the hockey version of what they're trying to build. Because they're their, buddies. They're buddies. And uh, the celebrity circuit. And Charles Barkley be- built that. They built that all around him on the NBA side. And it has been phenomenal they've had fun they've had uh moments of seriousness they've had but it's all about charles barkley um his insight um and his personality they've added shaquille o'neal kenny smith has been there Mm. um and and, but the host it always has to be you know can you get that stuff out of those guys right 
and that's going to be fascinating to see who they put him with and who's going to host that uh, that desk. Uh, it's going to have to be somebody that Wayne's comfortable with. That if, if Wayne's your focus, then Wayne has to be comfortable and have oh, yeah. probably a relationship with, uh, with whoever they put in there. I, I would think so, but it can't be one where I agree, I right. agree, I agree. Guess what? That's... That doesn't work very well. Uh, I saw it last night. I don't know whether it was last night or that, that it actually happened, but I saw the clip last night on Twitter where uh, Shaq uh, recorded Charles sleeping during the game. Well, there was, that and, was a couple games ago, yeah. So so Ernie goes to, to Charles for – Ernie Johnson. Uh, and there's, yeah, Ernie's there's a beautiful. He's unbelievable. Uh, Ernie goes to Charles for some breakdown, and Shaq interrupts and says, you can't go to him. Uh, he was sleeping. And then they, they, they rolled the tape oh. of, of Charles sleeping. He, and there's a tried. lot of times where you don't get away with that because people are embarrassed or offended or, like, your credibility. Right. <laughs> they don't care. Like, it's, it's great. They've tried so many things that not everything works. Mm-hmm. Gone fishing was a big segment for, you know, so what are you doing? That last night, they, they had given him, like, okay, what's my prediction going to be? And he hit a buzzer and that. The whole thing lit up, and then Charles Barkley's chair dancing. And he's like, you know, he's moving around. They're having, and they go, the other guys are cracking up. Yeah. They're like, we gave Charles a platform. Oh, and now all kinds of lights and bells and whistles and songs. It, it's it's entertainment all the way through. Be great to see Wayne doing that. Get out of his comfort. He's going to have to. Let's go. He's going to yeah. have to. Yeah. He's going to have to because we all know the name. Um, young players might know the name. And when I say young, youth, like, the, your audience. He he retired in '99. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah you know he's uh, he's going to have to be a credible, entertaining presence on the show because it, in it, the the market, the hockey, most of the people will know, but the new players people will be like, what? Who? Why? Okay, he was good when. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when the goalies were lousy. <laughs> 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 I, I had somebody say the other day, oh, he wouldn't do that today because they, he played when the goalies were lousy. A 10-year-old kid told me that. At, oh, at really? Lifeguard yeah. and I'm like, yeah, they were. Yes. <laughs> did, did you say that's when you played? I said I played against him a lot. Yeah. I said, uh, and you're right, kid. <laughs> the uh, the idea that uh, the Wayne's going to join the panel is great because you do have that credibility oh, instantly. Absolutely. And we get to hear more from uh, Wayne. And then we'll we'll see a different different side of it. Yeah. Like, like Charles and Shaq, and like there's credibility there from from and, and Kenny. Kenny, too. Kenny I, is awesome. Right. I I, I shouldn't uh, make it, but there's credibility there. And then there's fun factor. Uh, so you start with the credibility. Yes. And then and then you add to it, and and they're equally as important. No, not not crazy cheesy. There's some of that, oh, but will. you got you gotta have the credibility first. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see how they build a team, like any team building. It, mm-hmm. it, it everybody's important. We just mentioned four guys at, at Turner with the NBA. All of them are very very important. Ernie Johnson might be the most important when it's all said and done. A guy who gives them the, the reins, gets things to commercial. Keeps things moving when it gets bogged down, all kinds of stuff. That's that's the most important job. I've always I, said that. Oh. <laughs> of course you have. Of course you have. Good luck with Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. Like Wayne can't be the straight guy no. with three other fun and and, and crazy no. people on the set. Like Wayne's got a Wayne. That he will be well, look, equally part of Look at the stuff that they can do. Right. He's he's a father in law to Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Golf's a big part. Charles Barkley is one of the worst golfers of all time. Yeah. So, so you can see a lot of cross. Like I can see where it's headed right away. Um, I, I, I think 
I think it's going to be fine because they're going they're going to challenge them to be fun. It's not going to be stayed. Let's put it that and way. And we finally got to this stage. It's not like Wayne hasn't had offers over the years exactly. to do this kind of stuff. Right fit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it right wasn't company. good time, timing. This is the, uh, yep. this is the right uh, timing. Well, we have a big game tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, Henderson Silver Knights against the Bakersfield Condor. Uh, T-Mobile Arena at 7 o'clock tonight. Game one of the Pacific Division Final. It's a best of three. Now, this is kind of floating a little bit. Uh, game one goes tonight. Uh, if... The Golden Knights, I'm not even going to get into it. But anyway, game two is scheduled for Friday. That can be moved depending on tonight's uh, results right. with, uh, with with the Golden Knights. But uh, this is the only division in the American Hockey League. Your son plays in the yep. American Hockey League, and uh, that division didn't uh, do any kind of postseason. Uh, Vegas uh, or Henderson won the first two games of the semifinal and yep. advanced, and, and now they have, they're going to play for a trophy this weekend. Bakersfield Condors, that's who they wrapped up the season with, the three Three games here in which was nasty. I know it was. So that you know the games will be excellent. They've had a fantastic season. Um, it, it's it's one of those weird things that because of the it, what we're going through as a society, um, it maybe got a little bit pushed to the sidelines because of when they started. Um, but the playoffs, uh, the, the guys have been committed to it the entire time. You hope they can finish it off because that's. Uh, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, just to have an opportunity to have uh, some intensity in a game, to yeah. be to be yeah. beyond those thirty games, those forty-one games. Uh, teams played varying amounts. And, and you, you know, you saw um, Brown comes up, scores a goal in, at the NHL level. Logan Thompson, uh, you know, All Rookie Team, uh, AHL All Star Team. Um, so there's been a lot of good personal uh, stories come out of this season. That's what the AHL is all about. So that, so that is held true, but a, a collectively, because it was the first season, um, given the fact that it's been truncated a little bit, obviously, but still, the first season of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, a rousing success. Let's cap it off. The Bakersfield Condors are the uh, Edmonton well, Oilers, Oilers yeah. uh, American Hockey League team, and you've got the uh, Henderson Silver Knights uh, affiliated with the Vegas Golden Knights and two members of the Henderson Silver Knights on the Pacific Division All-Star team. Logan Thompson, you mentioned, uh, the goaltender, yeah. uh, part of the All-Rookie team as well, and Ryan Murphy, yeah. who's done a great job in, in coming back to North America and playing for this team, captain right now uh, of the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, he was... he. I love its intensity. I love the way he moves the puck. I love so much about Ryan Murphy. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys that play quality hockey, and there's lots of places to display it, uh, and Ryan Murphy displaying it in Henderson, and he'll be doing it down at the T-Mobile Arena tonight. Uh, we are going to take a break, uh, but as we do, for exclusive Vegas Golden Knights gear, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team locations, the Armory, located at T-Mobile Arena. If you're going to the Henderson Silver Knights game tonight, uh, that's at 7 o'clock. The Arsenal location here at City National Arena, or go on the World Wide Web. They still call it that? Uh, VegasTeamStores.com. They don't, uh, but you do, obviously. Because I do. Remember, the most important job in one of these broadcasts is being able to uh, get in the promos and throw it a commercial. We'll do that right now. <laughs> this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, uh, watch the uh, watch party. Watch the watch party. Or you can watch the game at the watch party. <laughs> 
think I'll do I, that. I'm more of a watch the watch party. I sit in the corner, just people watch. That's what I do a lot here in uh, in Vegas. I was at the game uh, the other night. I found myself uh, doing this a lot in year number one, where I'd sit back in section 117, and uh, you and you and yeah. I'd be doing the game, yeah. and I'd just be watching this rink going, "Is this really happening?" And the other night in game five was a similar feeling where I just had I, I caught myself with this ear to ear grin going, is this really happening? It's it's a, an environment unlike any in hockey and challenges anything in yeah. sport uh, because of uh, of how they do it. And wow, oh wow, was it uh, cool. And tonight, the watch party, I'm sure, is going to be just as uh, as cool. That's over at uh, Red Rock tonight. You going to go? I am going to go with uh, my daughters in, t- in town and uh, and wife Meredith. We're going to go. So do you get a little street cred when you can get them uh, get them in there? I think so. Little, they're, they're, they're excited to go because it's a huge game and it's a beautiful venue. So, and I haven't seen uh, the build-out, the bar. So I'm right. looking, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, that's very cool. Uh, so check it out. Uh, the watch party at Red Rock will uh, show you some of that during tonight's broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, the game tonight is a 6 o'clock start for everybody who's paying attention. So you're on at 5.30. We are on at 5.30. And on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGQ Radio Network, the pregame show starts at 5.00. Uh, with Ryan yep. Wallace. So uh, back time uh, accordingly. Or you can just uh, tune in and, and, and we'll be there. We'll make sure that you're up to date on the Henderson Silver Knights as well as the Vegas Golden Knights and everything else uh, around the world of hockey. Today's schedule, uh, Islanders and Pittsburgh, Game 6, and then Tampa Bay and Florida playing uh, Game 5. Uh, Tampa Bay, another opportunity to advance. And for the Islanders, it's their first crack at being able to move on. What uh, intrigues you about uh, these series that Tampa hasn't been well that Florida has been so resilient let's go with mm. the uh, the positive take that Tampa hasn't been able to get to that uh, you know be able to take control of the series they've had a couple and Florida of Florida was the higher seed I, I know but still yeah Stanley Cup champ uh, Florida's good um, but I didn't think they would be this uh, persnickety uh, to get rid of you know I, I didn't think they'd be that difficult for Tampa um, so now it's hey it's I three g- two yeah they're going with their third different goaltender for back-to-back starts, yeah. uh, if you can figure out that I, language. I would expect Tampa to win. I chatted with a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning last night and uh, just uh, going back and forth about the playoffs. I was actually watching Carolina and Nashville, and that was Hudson Bay rules. That uh, so was. I, was, I was. I was going back and forth chatting about that, and it ended up being uh, a commentary on the playoffs and how tight that central division is. We always, at the start of the the regular season, that division was kind of the potpourri division, just a bunch of like <laughs> stew. Everybody left over, From everywhere, just, yeah. just got thrown into that uh, into that loop, and it's turned out to be a pretty spicy dish. It has, and, and that's a better series than I thought it was going to mm. be. To be quite honest with you, I thought Carolina would would handle them uh, rather easily, the, the Preds, but it hasn't been the case. Do I have to explain Hudson Bay rules? You probably do. <laughs> first of all, get everybody Google where Hudson Bay is. First off. <laughs> 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 and then what Darren's referring to, everybody from Canada probably who's over the age of 40 gets it. Anybody else in our listening audience doesn't understand what you just <laughs> So there's, there's three people. <laughs> exactly. Me, and, you, and, and, me, you, and somebody it's else. A, it's not Dakota uh, no. who's in the room with us. And thank goodness Angelo's not here today. Oh, my. Uh, he wouldn't have any clue uh, what I'm talking. He always looks at me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's Millar going with this? Uh, one more question. Can we have one more question uh, from Dakota uh, to send our way uh, re- before we get into uh, uh, the predictions for tonight? 
Yeah, good question here uh, from in-house from Garrett. Mm. Do you think either of you think uh, that Matt Boldy may make his debut for Minnesota tonight? He was on the Ice for Morning uh, Morning Skate. Sounds like it. Sounds like they might put uh, Matt Boldy in. They put Kalen Addison in the yeah. other night, and uh, and that. he uh, performed very well. Uh, it's it's a different time to be giving play, and it also shows you where they are in their in their program. Yeah, to be able to put people like that in, you're facing elimination. Get some. That's Minnesota still, even though they're trying to win the series, is still in the get experience and oh, yeah. and uh, and progress with your program. Well, they're not putting in anybody that's going to make them worse in their mind, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, I would think that that makes a lot of sense. Dean Everson, he's done such a good job, and and Bill Guerin, incredible to turn that. They're fresh. They're energetic. This makes sense. I say they're ahead of schedule from where they wanted to be. Maybe that's just again one of those generic fan base things. Maybe they're. I asked Billy Garen that this yeah, year on uh, the schedule when I had him on the chirp. Yep, and I wanted to know one if it was a fair question mm-hmm. and two if they were. And that was my way of uh, yeah. couching it so he didn't bite my head off. <laughs> so what do you mean? Of course, Broad- broadcaster speak. I'm just going to soften this. Is that a fair question? And uh, uh, but uh, no, he he admitted that they are ahead of schedule, but they still want to win right, right. now. I think they are they are they are all in to win right now. And I, what, I guess the best way to put it is the GM and the coach very aligned in that. Yes, that, that's the thing. And you're seeing that with the Zach Parisi handling. Exactly. Never happened before. Uh, with that, and and the the reason why it didn't blow up after Preezy was scratched was because the coach and the GM are aligned. The reason why it didn't blow up after Preezy didn't get any uh, power play time or early right. in the series uh, on that four minute minor is because the coach and the the manager are are both aligned. We have uh, less than two minutes to go. Uh, we are looking forward to the watch party at Red Rock tonight. Also keeping our eye on the Henderson Silver Knights and what they are going to uh, do against the Bakersfield Condors. At that one at T-Mobile Arena. And of course the, the Vegas Golden Knights playing the Minnesota Wild in Game 6. An opportunity to lock it down. Now my gut tells me it ends tonight. But I've also been around numerous years of the 3-1 series lead always more often than not in the back of my mind it goes it goes seven and then the team with the 3-1 series lead ends up winning uh but i do i do believe that they are able to win this game tonight yeah that's my take too uh because if i look at all five games um it's 3-2 in terms of the game count in terms of the team that that has the puck the most has been able to play to their level or their expectation the longest, for mm-hmm. longest stretches, by far has been the, the Vegas Golden but Knights. But first periods, Darren. Yeah. Uh, even though the, the Golden Knights scored first in game four, scored first in game five, mm-hmm. uh, the first periods have belonged to Minnesota. They have even if, but if you're going at, some of that is circumstance. Last game in particular, the type of goals that went in, I would still say uh, first periods, other than the first game, Golden Knights will take their their effort so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be watching. Uh, Max Pacioretty was skating today. Don't expect him to be in the lineup. We'll see what happens on the goaltending front. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury has played the first five games, and we'll also keep an eye on Alex Tuck. Uh, does he really take a stranglehold and become that uh, next level type player? Uh, we have the pregame show at five o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, the VGK Radio Network, five thirty on the television side. I uh, can't wait for Game Six for Darren Elliott uh, and our entire crew. Thanks for listening to Nighttime at Noon.